0: hello and welcome to <clears throat> and let's be heard for monday march 27th 2023 i'm mike cachopoli all right here we go sorry oh boy starting the uh, week off a little bit of a short issue no i'm okay i had a good weekend it was a restful weekend i hope you had a a good restful weekend um you know it was, it was kind of uneventful, right? There wasn't that much happening. It was actually for the first time in, I, I can't remember how long, like a, a sunny, dry weekend here in San Francisco. I, I don't think we've had a, a a full weekend of sunny, dry weather here in months. So that was nice. But then, you know, wake up today. And I, you know, I start saying, OK, it's Monday. It's time for the shows to start. It's time for a week of and let's be heard to begin. So I go online. I say, OK, what's going on? And unfortunately, I see another story of a mass shooting. This one in uh, a city that I I really want to visit and a city a lot of people are moving to and a city I might even think about moving to in the future, Nashville, Tennessee. heard a lot of great things about Nashville. I know some people who live there. I know people who have moved there. Uh, It's actually one of the fastest growing cities in the country, I believe. So uh, this particular uh, shooting took place, I believe, in a covenant school, a Catholic school. Uh, And I believe six people were killed, three children and three adults. And then the the police uh, 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 killed the shooter. And then we're finding out more details about about all this. And we find that it's a 28-year-old transgender former student named Audrey Audrey, obviously a female name, Audrey Hale, and um, it looked like this person went to the school and it had some issues with getting in or staying in, and had some kind of a hatred towards the school. Of course, remember also it's it's important to remember that three weeks ago, um, three weeks ago, uh, Tennessee put in a a law banning the mutilation of children, mutilation of, of minors when it comes to you know changing gender. So one can possibly make the correlation that this Audrey is very upset that the Tennessee put in this law protecting children from mutilation um but either way it's really interesting because I go on I go on Fox News and I see right away the shooter is a 20 year old transgender uh woman okay then I said you know what let me do something let me do a little bit of investigating let me go on CNN and uh look and see if they identify this person as transgender and it's not in the headline and I think you really have to look through the story to find a mention of it at best now I go on MSNBC and it was worse not only was there no mention of the transgender but the headline automatically uh, talks about guns in in the headline it was basically Tennessee the Tennessee GOP love guns that was the headline shooting mass shooting in tennessee tennessee gop love guns nothing about the person being transgender nothing at all nothing at all about being a catholic school a covenant school now obviously you and i know i know what you're thinking right now you're thinking mike well if this shooter had been a trump supporter right had had they gone on this shooter's you know, Facebook accounts and Instagram, which they do, which they do right away now. The media does it right away, looking, looking and hoping to find that it's a male, white Trump supporter. And if that had happened, you know, that would be the headline on CNN, MSNBC, the headline. But the fact that it was a transgender person, and this was a transgender person killing nine-year-olds in a Catholic school, they made sure they didn't mention that at all or they buried it and led with more anti-Second Amendment bile. So once again, we're seeing a a total (laughs) hypocrisy within the media when it comes to these kinds of stories. Now, someone on Twitter had written something about several mass shooters recently have identified as transgender, which I didn't realize. But this woman person definitely identified as transgender and very oddly, though, Maybe they hadn't changed it yet on 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 her pronoun, uh, her his her on her her LinkedIn profile. She listed he him as pronouns, even though she was a transgender woman named Audrey Hale, and quite obviously from the photo you could tell. Um, But this really, (laughs) I thought of something that no one else is thinking of, which is not rare, of course. You know, you're listening to the show, Um, but this really proves that once you're a man. Once a man, always a man. We know who commits mass shootings. Men do. Women rarely, if ever, commit mass shootings. So the first, the first thought would be, wow, a woman committed a mass shooting. No, a man, a, a biological man committed this mass shooting. Okay? Okay? That's what happened. Once again, proving the point. Once you, you're, you're a biological man, you're always a biological man, no matter how much you want to change reality. You are still a biological man. So this biological man did this shooting, as biological men almost always do these mass shootings. So, once again, they they won't talk about that. The media won't talk about that. They won't say, obviously, this proves once a biological man, always a biological man, because women never do mass shootings. And this was not a woman. This was a man. But it was also a transgender person, okay? Three weeks after Tennessee put laws in place, as I mentioned five minutes ago, where they protect children from mutilation, when they protect children from getting their genitals mutilated. So I don't think it's a leap to say this transgender woman could have been upset that the politicians in Tennessee did something that, that she perceived to be anti-trans or transphobic, Right. But the the real point here, and we'll get into guns, of course, as 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 you know, scumbags like Gavin Newsom immediately started their their anti Second Amendment bullshit. Their same mantra. They the Democrats have the same mantra. For when they come down with COVID, they have that Orwellian written script about how happy they are that the the vaccine gave them COVID. And with and with guns, it's the same mantra. Every time there's a shooting, they come out with their same anti Second Amendment, anti gun bullshit. Always the same thing. These people are insane. They keep doing the same things. They keep saying and doing the same things over and over and over. What are you reading? I'm sorry, Dan. You said you're reading that the shooter is a biological female? That's not what I'm reading. That's not what I'm reading. Where are you reading this? Audrey Hale. Audrey, a, a, a trans female. That means trans from man to woman, change from man to woman. A trans male means trans to male, female to male. This is not, this is, I'm reading this is a trans woman named Audrey. She called herself Audrey. So what do we got here? I don't know what we got. To me, it looks like, and if you look at the photo, it's a biological male trying to look like a woman. Am I wrong about this? What do you mean the reporting is messed up? I mean, it's it's pretty simple. It's either a trans female or a trans male. But if the person had had had, tra- had had changed to a man, they would have given themselves a male name. Not Audrey is a female name. I don't know any men named Audrey. I know several women named Audrey. Very nice women named Audrey. But this looks to me as though it's a a, 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 a yeah, it's a trans Hell identified as a transgender woman a transgender woman, male to female. So that's what I'm reading here. That makes the most sense to me. That makes the most sense to me. Um, Different media calling shooter different bio sex. The reporting is messed up. I don't know. Well, this media is calling a trans woman. So, I mean, once again, her name was Audrey. I don't know any person who... who, um, who's transgender, who doesn't, they, they would call themselves by a male name, not a female name. So that, that's what I'm, that's what I'm looking at here. That's what I'm looking at here. But uh, let's get back to what I was saying originally, but, and, and once again, we're talking about, you know, she, if you look at the Fox news's coverage, it says she graduated, you know, and Fox news is, is, is doing the right, you know, they're, they're, uh, addressing her as she would want to be known now as a she. So obviously it was she trans from, from male to female. Maybe we'll get more information on this as we, as we go along. Um, so, uh, but it, once again, but, but as I was saying before, I think, that, I think the major thing that comes from something like this is that the Democrats keep saying the same things over and over when it comes to guns. You know, let's do the same things. Let's do the same things that don't work over and over and over again. And then they do, once again, when when the shootings are in California, as most, by the way, most mass shootings are in California. I know you're going to say, OK, California's the largest state, so that makes sense. But still, it also has the most gun laws. And they're always coming up with new gun laws. And yet California still has the most mass shootings. Now, if you want to talk about per capita, state Cal- Colorado has an inordinate number of shootings for the state of its size. And it is a deep Blue state. okay, a deep blue state. So when when a shooting happens in California, they don't say, oh, they don't say, oh, the Democrats and their guns When something's in Colorado. They don't say the Democrats and their guns. But when one shooting happens in Tennessee, a red state, MSNBC, the scumbag news outlet, news in quotes, says the GOP in Tennessee love their guns. Okay, most of the mass shootings, the overwhelming number of mass shootings happen in blue states, not red states. And we know most of the gun crime in general happens in blue cities, not red cities like Chicago and Philadelphia, San Francisco, L.A. They're all New York, all run by Democrats. since the beginning of fucking time. All right. So we can get past that nonsense. But saying the same shit over and over and over again, whenever there's a shooting once again proves how insane the Democrats are. Just like they did the same shit over and over for three years, didn't work with COVID. When lockdowns didn't work, they talked about doing more lockdowns. When masks didn't work, they talked about more masking. When the vaccines didn't work, they did more vaccines. And do the same thing with climate change. The same shit that doesn't work over and over. Instead of really looking at the problem, as I've said before, and doing the tough things that need to be done to cut down on gun crime. The tough things that need to be done. Mental health reform. Protecting these schools. Now, once again, according to Daniel, you might be right. Maybe we can't believe a lot of this reporting. The fog of war, they say, even though this is a very simple story, it would seem. Um, But I've also seen reports that said she had a a manifesto. A manifesto which um, basically said that there were other schools that she was thinking about going into, but she wanted to pick the ones that didn't have any security. So she was looking at the school. This school had no security. They they were not fortified. So right there shows that there would be some kind of deterrent if these schools had an armed guard or two. Just a deterrent, okay? That's all that matters. And so if all of these schools had armed guards, where would these people go? Where would these people go? So now there's video out there of this person. We'll say this person from now on. We'll say this person shooting the doors down, right? Shooting through the doors and and going down the hallway. Could you imagine if there was one or two armed guards there to take this person down? Okay? They never would have gotten into the school. So this idea of fortifying schools is a real-world, reality-based solution, And Democrats don't want to even talk about it because they don't want the solution. Because once this is a solution, forget about total solution. You're not going to get total, you're not going to get total peace and quiet in this country. There are too many crazy people. But if we did something like that, if we fortified schools and we saw over the period of two or three years, there was a 30, 40% decrease in these kinds of, that would then, the Democrats would then have egg on their face. Okay. They would look bad for not doing this for so long. So they don't want to do it. Because then they'd have to admit that this worked. Something they have been saying for years could not work, actually worked. And then as these mass shootings became less and less of an issue, Democrats couldn't use it to win elections. They couldn't use the anti-gun, anti-Second Amendment crap to win elections, okay, to get ignorant fools to the polls. So they don't want real solutions. All scumbags like the hair gel king of California want to do is complain every time this happens. And and talk about how awful guns are and talk about how crappy the Second Amendment is, although the guy has no balls, because when he does interviews over this stuff, he says, oh, I, I, oh, I I protect. I love the Second Amendment. Oh, I, no, I protect the Second Amendment. I believe in the Second Amendment. But you don't, Gavin, because everything you say is against the Second Amendment. Yet he doesn't have the balls to actually come out and say he hates the Second Amendment. He doesn't believe in it. And no Democrat has the balls to do that. OK. They all play this game where they everything they say is anti-Second Amendment. Everything they say would mean if they got their way, it would mean there really is no Second Amendment. Yet they don't have the balls to come out and simply say, we hate the Second Amendment. But we know this about Democrats. They don't like the Constitution as it's written. They don't like it. They don't want unfettered free speech. They don't believe in our right to own guns. They don't believe in this stuff. They simply don't. They believe in control. They want to control speech. They want to control the speech they think is hateful. They want the government to have guns. Gavin Newsom wants his bodyguards to have guns, but they don't want the average person to be able to get a gun legally. They don't want it. They are against the Constitution. They hate everything about it. Because it takes control out of their hands, out of the hands of the most powerful, out of the hands of the politicians, and it puts it in the hands of the people. And Democrats, as we have seen, especially over the last three years, hate that idea. They don't like the Constitution, but they'll never have the balls to say it. Because they know that's a losing sentence. We hate the Constitution as a losing sentence. They can't say it. And for a guy who has aspirations, as ridiculous as they may be, to run for president, to say something like, I don't believe in the Second Amendment, would eliminate him off the bat. He would win New York and California and basically nothing else. So he knows because he's a political entity. He's a political being. He's a political organism, the hair gel of California. That's all he does is play politics. He doesn't want to do things to actually protect us. He doesn't want to do things to actually protect children. Look at Democrat states. Look at Democrat cities. They are crime ridden. They are shitholes. They don't want to do anything to, to actually fix the problems. They want to keep the problems going because it wins them elections. Daniel, any more any more reporting on this?
1: Yeah. Um- Here's it's been really confusing about uh, who, who the, um, the shooter is, but here's a um, ABC um, <clears throat> news article that was posted two hours ago. Okay, and first of all, the name Audrey is so far seems to be only coming to us from the police. The police are identifying as Audrey, mm-hmm. identifying her as Audrey, um, and so in the article it says. Nashville Police Chief John Drake had said that the suspect was female and identified as transgender, but didn't immediately provide more details. Now I'll stop there for a second, just to comment about the hilarity. This is ABC, so you know that they're that they're they're woke, Um, and and they, because of what they have done to our language with respect to gender, (laughs) put this comment in here, but didn't immediately provide more details because they can't tell they couldn't initially tell what the police chief meant by the suspect was female and identified as transgender. Right. But usually so, so here, here, here's the rest of the paragraph. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so later a, a police spokesman later told NBC ABC news, the shooter was assigned female at birth, <laughs> laugh at that assigned, assigned female at birth, pointed to social media account linked to the shooter that included the use of pronouns he him so it's sounding more to me like this was a biological female pretending to be a dude
0: I don't know I have no uh, once again from the name Audrey if that's if that's indeed the name her name his name yeah can imagine it, we, it, we, I can't we have, have imagi- no, yeah we have imagine no indication they made a name of
1: yeah, we have no indication that uh, the shooter was using that name. Um, the police identified the, the the shooter as Audrey Hale, but um, so so far we don't, I don't see any information that there were about what the uh, shooter was calling their Ah, self.
0: okay. I have. Let's put it this way: I'm going to cover my ass both ways with my original statement. Either Audrey is a biological male and therefore has the DNA of a man, and we know most men. Uh, men are the ones who, who commit these these kinds of mass shootings or 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 it could also be um, the uh, the uh, what do you call it? The testosterone and the hormones that men have that wait a minute, let me finish this. That was given to her. That also could have played into this. But most importantly, Daniel, is that this is a transgender person one way or the other. Right. One way or the other. And most media outlets hid that. Most media outlets did not put it in the headline, didn't put it in the first three paragraphs. And we know we know if this person had I love Donald Trump all maga, maga, maga all over their Instagram, CNN, MSNBC, ABC, every news outlet would be leading with that without a doubt.
1: With without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, It was very entertaining reading. I was reading. CNN stuff earlier for the same um, reason that you, that you, that you noted it was just to see what they were doing with the coverage, and it was hilarious. I think I um, might have tweeted um I, I might have tweeted to you directly of one one CNN article in which. Pronouns were used all throughout the article. When used um, referring to other people, when referring to the uh, the police chief, when referring to um, people at the school that uh, that uh, Audrey went to, pronouns everywhere. But whenever it came to Audrey Hale, no pronouns. They didn't. They didn't want anybody to have any idea that this person was transgender. It was that most hilarious, twisted thing, trying to read this um, without the use of any pronouns re- re- at all referred to the subject it was just really awkward writing.
0: That's this is very bizarre. I mean, it really is. Well, it, it's 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 true because a lot of these outlets probably have no idea exactly how to write about this stuff.
1: Right. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. It's 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 because it's because it's important what this person's biological sex is, and it's very important with their um, that they have a gender dysphoria. That's all very important here. Um, what this what this looks like to me, um, and if this is the case, um, I hope that every uh, um, family of these victims, um, if they can get somebody else to do it, as they are working through. Their years of grief, um, which is ahead of them, um, they need a lawyer and they need a lawyer to get on this fast. They need a lawyer that makes sure that makes certain that the shooter it gives, it gives appropriate toxin chem panel screens in an autopsy to find out whether they were ha- whether they were they be- being given male hormones, testosterone in particular, because everybody knows. Anybody that has ever known a bodybuilder that's abusing steroids, uh, they know of roid rage, steroid rage. It's a common side effect of any steroid hormone, testosterone being a steroid hormone, um, cortisone being a steroid hormone, aldosterone being a steroid hormone, et cetera. Uh, That that rage, that changes in behavior and, and heightened aggression is one of the main side effects of steroids. So what, this poss- what could possibly happen here is that you have a young person, 28 still, impressionable, um, going through uh, some, some weird times in their life, struggling with their sexuality or just struggling in general with mental health. They catch the social contagion that's going around of, of, of transgenderism, um, and, and then they go to a clinic a hospital um, someplace that is affirming their gender and they get, and they get hormones and they get male, male testosterone. uh, They get testosterone and they go into a rage and and they don't know how to control the rage. They don't report to their physician or whoever's seeing them in the clinic that they're experiencing problems with the the lability of their emotions because They think they're going to have the uh, testosterone withdrawn um, if if, uh, they do report this. So so they put up with it and until the rage is overwhelming and then this happens. So if I was a a family member of one of those killed today by the shooter, I would be making sure that the autopsy reveals whether this person was on testosterone. And if there were, I would be suing every hospital and every practitioner in co- connection with this person for giving them these hormones and sending them into this rage, because there is no doubt that if this was a biological female and, and this happened, that the hormones were involved.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's very possible. Like, I, like I said, the, the problem is also, and I think no one's going to make this connection, especially in the left wing media, is that three weeks ago, Tennessee did that law, you know, protecting um, uh, minors from these kinds of surgeries. And this, that could have put this person into a rage, right? That could, they always talk about this when it's a Trump supporter. They always say, oh, this, this thing happened that set this person off. That they're hateful. But once again, there'll be no connection made between Tennessee doing this law three weeks ago and now this happening. you know, so it's um, look, often these things are grievance related, like they think they believe that this person went to this school and something happened. Right. They didn't graduate. They were kicked out. Who knows what it may have been. So that is the that's the base grievance. Right. I have a grievance against something. But a lot of people have grievances against whether it's a a schools or a boss or whatever it may be. And they don't go around killing people, especially people who have nothing to do with it. But when you look at what happened in Tennessee three weeks ago and then, you know, this person is transgender, it's not a a great leap to think that is what may have been the final straw for this for this person, you know. But why aren't we talking about this? And this whole idea. Did you know that a, that a few of these shooters recently have been transgender? Did you know that?
1: Yeah, there was the one that was the, the nightclub shooter a couple months ago. Remember that guy? Right, so there's something going on here, but of course the media. Well, yeah, to there's talk something going it. on. Yeah, when, when it comes to people like this particular Wait. biological female, this person for the for a few years now has been pumped full of delusions that they can change their gender. They've been pumped full of of uh, propaganda that the rest of the world is out to commit trans genocide. Um, they have been pumped full of propaganda that they can change their gender. They have been. F- Fueled by the uh, left-wing media with rage about everything that is connected to transgender to transgender uh, social contagion, and then what happens? They go out and they get pumped full of hormonal rage. They get go out and they get pumped full of testosterone, and it just sets them off, and they go on a killings rampage. Everyone connected to this woman's care, this this needs to be a billion-dollar suit, billion-dollar. Billion dollar suit, not just not just for the damages done for the loss of life, but for punitive damages. So this shit just stops.
0: Well, and on top of that, like I said, we have to look at the politics of it sometimes. And, and what is it, is it? Is it the political things that are happening that are setting these people off? Is it is it the hormonal things? Is it, is it a combination of them? But the fact that we're not even talking about it, of course, is a huge problem. It's a huge problem. And like I said, if this was, um, you know, a bunch of supporters who were doing this, the media would be right on it. Why, why are Trump people so hateful? We need to look into this. We need to investigate. Why Does, does, Trump, does Trump make people do these kinds of things? Yeah, uh, right away that's, they'd that's be that's talking true. about this kind of stuff. But when it comes to trans, you can't touch it because then you're seen as a transphobe. Of Just course. simply by doing what you and I are doing right now and trying to discuss it, yep. what is happening? What yep. is causing it? But, of, of course, the course. Democrats just want to say guns are causing it. It's just guns. It's guns. Yeah. Guns.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Like it's just um, cars that cause vehicular homicide. Right. It's cars yeah.
0: that cause car accidents. It's guns yeah. that cause gun crimes. There are it's, no it's, people
1: yeah. behind them. It's not the reckless driver behind the wheel. It's the car that caused it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and in most years, uh, auto deaths um, are, have, at least historically over the last 40 years, averaged the uh, uh, auto accidents that are about twice that of, of uh, gun related deaths. Um, you shouldn't even call them accidents, shouldn't even call them auto accidents because so many of those deaths were due to reckless drivers that were, were drunk or just not paying attention, didn't care, whatever. I mean you shouldn't call these things accidents. I think that's a it's a real um, does a real disservice to to those killed by in, in automobiles by well, e- uh we know that's
0: the easy go-to for Democrats to say it's yeah. guns. That's the yeah. easy go-to. It's a yeah. quick go-to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean the, yeah, the headline sure. the headline I was talking about on MSNBC was six are dead in Nashville. Let's revisit how much the Tennessee GOP loves guns. Yeah. yeah. This is what they talk about. When the headline could be Transgender person kills six people in Tennessee after Tennessee puts in a law protecting children from mutual genital. They don't want that to be the issue. They don't want to revisit what Tennessee just did three weeks ago. That could or have set could these people
1: off. Or it could be um, transgender, fe- uh, biological female, transgender man kills six people in rage. Could hormonal replacement therapy. Ah, could, of could, course not. Could, could No. Could, Could could that be the cause that that should that should have been the headline. If that is indeed if that is indeed what happened, that this is a, a woman that has been given hormones, that is exactly what should happen. And we all know we're men. So through the first 10 years of our lives, we are before we even get hit with uh, with levels of hormones changing dra- dramatically in our teen years. We are socialized by a society that has been doing this for tens of thousands of generations. We are socialized in a way that prepares us for that surge in hormones that we're going to get in our teen years. Mm-hmm. As young boys, that's how we are, are, are raised and prepared. We are, our socialization it is dependent upon what our society predicts is going is going. Our um, teens are going to look like, <laughs> and, and so we go through, we go through to ten to twelve years before those hormones even hit us. A, prep, a preparation for those hormones hitting us, and then when we get into our teen years, we sometimes young men sometimes struggle with those with those hormonal related issues and, and and getting uh their aggression under control by the time they hit into their their mid twenties most people have it somewhat have it somewhat under control so, some people that have additional problems their sociopaths whatever they never get it under control but we spend a lot of time a, as males um being taught how to control our natural aggression comp- aggressive aggressive compared to to females this is the, they are playing with hormones in such a reckless way they're giving it to females that have no social preparation whatsoever for how to deal with having these hormones on board no social pre- 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 preparation whatsoever and, and then w- what do you think's going to happen they're going to be hypersexual They are going to be Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm hyper-aggressive, and they will not be prepared for dealing with those emotions. They They were not being prepared for the first 10 years of their lives. They were not struggling with it through the next 10 years of their lives. They didn't come to terms with it, as most of us did, in our 20s. They simply were given these hormones, and boom, behavioral changes, dramatic hit. If you've ever talked to uh, there was a um, a really interesting article I remember coming out coming out about uh, two years or more stuck stuck in my head as I was thinking about this today. it was about a woman who was mistakenly given too much cortisone for a treatment for I think it was just a skin rash or something and um, and, and then w- within days she just became really hypersexual. She was in a uh, committed re- relationship. And this really worried her, so she talked to her partner about it. And her partner said, let, "Let me let me see your prescription." And then they looked up online, and they found that she was getting far more cortisone than she should have been getting. Mm-hmm. It, it, or can, I'm not sure if it was cortisone; it wasn't an injection. It was, but it was a steroid. And and um, and, um, and, and and so direct, so she's just like you know, a, a palm to the forehead slap, and going shit. That's what's going on there, which is, you know, exactly what happens if you give a, a, a female too much uh, steroid, w- 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 regardless of what form it's in. She will become hypersexual and she will become aggressive, along with a whole bunch of other things that can happen.
0: Right. Absolutely. So th- you know. So so once again,
1: just, it's so irresponsible. And this is why I think there's a lawsuit in here that is very winnable for large sums of money. And, and large punitive damages is, is because they, these people, are recklessly prescribing these hormones for young women, young women with no socialization whatsoever about how to deal with 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 with, with accentuated levels of aggression, and they are unleashing them onto the, into the world, unleashing them into their families. This this is such irresponsible practice of medicine. They deserve to take to, to, to they deserve a billion dollar lawsuit if this is if, if this if this person was treated in a hospital or if any other person in the future is treated in a hospital and this sort of shit happens. They deserve to be they deserve a billion dollar lawsuit. The jury should award it to them and they should just shut this shit down. That's right.
0: Absolutely. And let's hope. Something. Let, let's hope there's some kind of discussion about this, but I doubt there will be because once again, because of the Democrats and the majority of the left leading media, the the uh, it, it, it's it'll all be about guns and gun control. That's it. All we're going to hear about is gun control. We're not yeah. going to hear about anything. We're not going to hear about trans terrorism or trans rage or what you're talking about about hormonal replacement and what it can cause, what can it can do. Because this is all very new stuff in a lot of ways. It's like there'll be no talk about that whatsoever. And once again, they'll just be talk about things that have been done over and over and over again that haven't worked. There'll be no talk about fortifying the schools. They'll say that's not realistic. You know, what's amazing about Democrats these days is that they do things that normally in a normal world of not too long ago would be considered insane. Creating your own reality, saying, oh, I'm white, but I uh, identify as black. (laughs) I'm black, or identify as white, or I'm a man, but I am really a woman. I'm a woman, or I'm really a man. These are things that creating your own reality used to be called insanity, right? It used to be called insanity. Now it's not. Now we're the insane ones for not buying into it. And we're going to have more of the same shit, the same shit that doesn't work over and over again, instead of stuff that could actually protect our children. Something as, as simple as fortifying the schools. Something as simple as putting an armed guard or two at every school door, and these people would have – there would be a deterrent. Once again, there's no guarantee that a nut job isn't going to try to go through the security. But there's something called – even the craziest of crazy people – we've talked about this in the past, Daniel – have that instinct that they want to, like, stay alive, right, that they don't want to go into danger. So just having that deterrent could really help. But the Democrats won't even give it a couple of years – To see if it works, because once again they know it probably will. That's why they won't do it.
1: Yeah, well, you're right in that the fourth fourth estate isn't going to cover um, this to to the degree that it should be covered. But thank God we have the fifth estate now. So um, I'm going to sign off with that.
0: Okay, Daniel, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Thank you. And it was a great conversation. It really was. I mean, I think we made points there about the hormone therapy and how that could possibly, possibly be causing some of this. I think it's very weird. Remember, let's talk about um odds here. There aren't that many trans people around. It's a very, very small minority. Yet lately, we're seeing them doing these school shootings. You have a very small minority, extreme, tiny minority, doing something that's also, even though the mainstream media will tell you differently because they like to lie, is very rare. school Mass shootings, very rare. So those odds don't add up. I mean, what would be, what would be the odds that a trans person in an in a, in extreme minority would do something that's very rare? And this has happened two or three times recently. So there could be something going on here with that hormone therapy. But forget it. Forget it. They'll never talk about it. They'll never talk about it. They'll just talk about how evil the Second Amendment is. That's what we'll talk about, how evil the Second Amendment is. That's all, that's all they can do. They can't they can't do anything else about the Second Amendment. But once again, not having the actual courage to say we hate it, not having the actual courage to say we hate the Second Amendment. They'll never say that. Hey, Bill, how's it going tonight?
2: I am Mike. Can you hear me okay?
0: Loud and clear.
2: Okay. now I'm not an expert in this current shooting or all mass shootings. I want to say that. But I think we need to, and I think Daniel made some very good points. I don't want to negate any of those points either. But I think just like when, if we're looking at our government actions in colonialism or, uh, let's say, our foreign wars, um, uh, acts that we now look back at and say, wow, they lied to us, that I believe – it's and someone would have to be objective and say there's a, going to be a certain percentage of domestic uh, terrorist acts uh, as mass casualty events that are going to be uh, uh, let's just say one of, ma- of several things could be uh, someone going postal, you know, right? <laughs> Obviously, lots of reasons for that. Could be a false flag operation, you know, to push an agenda when people do die, like in 9-11. Do you follow? But yeah, if you. But, uh, I'm yeah. going
0: to interrupt. you. Just, for, I know where you're going.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: 9-11 was like a really big terrorist standalone thing that we haven't really seen before or since. Right. How many uh, these these shootings? You know, I, I have a friend who lives in Florida and I've talked about mm-hmm. this. He lives in Parkland right there. And he 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 thinks Parkland especially was ill. Uh, okay, I'll, mm-hmm. it, he has his own reasons for it. I I'm not saying mm-hmm. I believe him or I don't, but uh, he has his reasons for it—very personal reasons—and he knows people who were involved. But outside that, okay. How, so how many of them do you need, Bill? Uh, false flag for what at this point? Well, how that's many, what I was going to get. How many of these do you need?
2: Okay, this, let, let, let let's carry on with that. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Carry on okay and, and i think your friend probably has some in insights that may be valuable you know the you may or may not feel comfortable putting out in your show but you may know personally okay and the the agenda being one restriction of gun rights and the for the advocacy to own guns or own guns and also what we see is a restriction of uh, restriction of free speech um and, uh, for example, they're creating these safe, quote-unquote, safe zones around mass shootings. in like know. You Divaldi, yeah. Where you can't question. Well, let me tell you something I do know a lot about because I live in Connecticut, and I dealt with the courts in Connecticut, as you know, uh, and New York for a while, and you know the history. I don't need to go through that. Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. sent you DMs, and for your audience, I've – I've acted as a pro se litigant. Anyone who hasn't heard this, I have a thank you letter from the Attorney General of New York, Leticia James, for assisting her investigation to uh the sexual abuse of minors and non consenting adults and in nonprofit institutions, specifically Fordham University, Catholic Church. The DOJ did indict and convict the CPA, of my father's probate matter, Joe Castellano. I exposed that. Um I've been arrested four times exposing corruption in this state and got everyone dropped. In other words, I've been the whistleblower. So that's a quick thumbnail version of Bill Bonatati. You look my name up online, you'll say, God, this guy's a huge guy and what a big asshole well, I can say that. <laughs> well, no, but I mean if you didn't know me, the way that just like they portray any whistleblower. But if you were to look me up on Connecticut Judicial. At least, case, you're, not
0: sitting, at least you're not sitting in that cell next to Julian. Ah, that's true.
2: That's true. Although they tried. <laughs> yeah, of, course, of they, course. They had me two months pre-trial incarcerated in a psych ward where twice they tried to get me involuntarily voluntarily conserve a person in the state to medicate me, claiming I had a racing mind. Like that's a crime if I, because my mind works faster, allegedly, or, and in ways that others don't. That's not a crime you follow me? This yeah, is what they, I don't think, yeah, because I don't they think could prove think. nothing. Yeah. They had Nothing. So, so if you, if you right, I can put a screenshot. I'll do that in a little bit on their case lookup for Bonatati in Connecticut. You see a big fat zero on the criminal. But if you look my name up online, you'll see all these arrests. I'm the first person in Connecticut. I call it corrupt to get, to get two criminal cases dropped, completely dropped. I've got four.
0: Great.
2: Yeah, let's just show you. that. that, uh, No, that's not why I called. But what what I'm calling to talk to you about is something I know in depth a lot, and I have DM'd you as an example of something we're going to see more of as we go forward. Just like we see in January 6th, we were lied to about many things, and Tucker's exposed a lot of that with the camera footage doesn't lie. You know what I mean? The uh, the shaman being walked around by nine uh, Washington, D.C. cops. Uh, the uh, He's a naval vet. You know what I mean? Well, simply, uh, simply yeah. just
0: talk about that for a second. Simply just not being arrested. Wait a minute. Yeah, if, he, well, if, he, if he's trespassing, exactly breaking and entering, why don't they just put the handcuffs on him and take him out?
2: Well, he's a naval vet. He's, yeah, d- it's, he's it's part ridiculous. of the show, Mike. Yeah, it's
0: ridiculous. That's
2: it's ridiculous. part of the show. <laughs> It's part of the, the FBI narrative. The, the, what they're trying to do is create division between the right-left paradigm. Do you follow me? So we fight one another while they move their agenda. The, I call it, predator-parasite class. Some people call it the elite class, you know, the transnational well, corporations. Go ahead.
0: One issue I also have with this idea of these incidents being false flags is that, you know how long these last in the media these days? What, two days? Seven right. hours? I mean, right. it used to be they would take up a week or two or three. Now, now, d- Bill, two days from now, we're not going to hear about these poor kids. Anymore. No, you won't. You won't. Right. You won't. So <laughs> it's like it, it, by now, I think they understand they're not really working as anything. They don't do anything. They, they deflect attention for a day or two, and that's the end of it. So, you know, look, the fact of the matter is bad bad people do bad things. There are evil people in this world that want to hurt others. Right, and I think that's just the reality. And I think sometimes we have to just, sometimes you know what? Maybe because maybe that maybe, maybe that narrative is boring—that there are just simply evil people who do evil things. But I think it's reality, and I think sometimes we want to make things better than they are. I mean, that, that's that's where I stand on this. Not, yeah, yeah. not, not that I don't believe there could be an event here and there that aren't false flags. I'm just saying in the totality. There are a lot of evil people in this world, many of them live in this country, who just do bad
2: things. Well, Mike, I'm not going to, like I said, there are some people who also go postal. I'm not, I don't want to negate that. I'm well, wasn't saying. was that big
0: for a while? Wasn't that literally big, the post office shooting? Whatever happened to those? Remember that was the biggest thing for a while, Bill? Mm-hmm. Weren't mass shootings almost always in the post office for a while? Am I imagining this?
2: It seemed like it. Remember? <laughs> yeah.
0: If you go back like 20 years, it seemed like all the mass shootings were post office workers. Right. And that's why right. people would say going postal, right? It's where it came from. But what where's that gone? That's just sort of that's really curious right there. It's not like yeah. our post offices are fortified by by no, they're not. <laughs> you know. Well, so it that's that's weird the way it was so big for a while. And that ended. Then what, what became big after that, Bill? Movie theaters, right? Entertainment venues. Right. And now it's schools and churches. Right. It, it, it's right. very it's very odd. It's very odd.
2: Well, what I what I think you're doing right now is 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 objectively <laughs> I'm sorry, what did you looking
0: say? Looking through the false flags. <laughs> well, you're
2: objectively looking back at things and questioning, which is what we need to be doing. I know, and I know. Especially when we've seen the history. Now I have people like Lance who like to be very rude to me and come into my room and give I me all know, kinds know, of flack. I'll and, take
0: care of Lance in a minute. Don't
2: but worry. the point being is just, you know, Obviously, I was trying to give people a very thumbnail version. If I was cross-examining myself to qualify me on the witness stand, like I've done witnesses that were both uh, adversarial and my own witnesses, I'd have to qualify them. So what I just did, Lance, was quickly qualify Bill Bonatati for the audience, yeah. who may not know me. Or also, may-
0: people. Thank Lance you. might not realize this, he might not know this, but there are new people listening to my show every day. Right, so it's not like it's not like the people who are in this room live now, and I love all three of them, <laughs> including myself, four. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I have many more people who listen to the replay, and there's new people all the time. So it's not a bad right. idea. It's not a bad idea.
2: You well, know? plus, you know, and I'll put the think a letter from the T-shirt in the live chat. I'm the let's let me say, she's the only AG that went after the Catholic Church and nonprofit institutions that are associated with the Catholic Church in the whole country. Why is that? That's a whole other matter. We have a lot of problems in our culture, but that's one we have to shake our head and wonder and say, why do we only have one attorney general in the the United States when this is a worldwide ep- problem? And certainly throughout the United States. Moving on from that. So getting back to the mass shooting issue, what I wanted to focus on is what I can tell you, which I did put in a live chat, which is important. Is that in the Alex Jones matter, there's many issues here that are, this is going to the appellate courts. There's no question. It's already, Alex Jones and his lawyers have already been put out a press release. They will be appealing all this. But first of all, very quickly, the FBI crime table for, for 2012, table eight, which I put in the live chat shows zero murders in Newtown. That is unequivocal, hard, Evidence At the same time, and later on, years later, 10 years later, in the civil suit, we have an FBI agent who gets $90 million in a settlement for having his feelings hurt. <laughs> Sounds like he got paid off. Yeah. I mean, come on. O.J. Simpson, when they found he owned the Bruno Molly shoes, after all, the size twelves, because they had some footage of him doing color commentary, he was held legally liable for the death of Ron Goldman for thirty-three million. This FBI agent gets ninety mil for what? For going to work? Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? It's preposterous. On top of that, it's preposterous. More than most of the purported family members got. Now, so you've had zero murders, according to the crime table. That's irrefutable. They, that's updated quarterly, by the way, and it's in your live chat. So for anyone like Lance who likes to chirp and throw garbage <laughs> out, that is FBI crime table hard evidence that you can access today. Mm -hmm. okay, shows zero murders. That's got to raise some red flags for anybody looking at that. We
0: don't want to get like Alec Jones and get sued for a billion dollars.
2: Well, no. Mike, they could sue me all they want because the first thing I would do is I would, within the 30-day statute, which I would have, I would remove that state case to federal court under – The uh, jurisdiction of free speech, and there are three case laws, which I'm glad you asked the question. There are Brandeis versus Ohio, right, number one; New York Times versus Sullivan, number two; and Snyder versus Phelps, where the states are cannot restrict free speech. And when you're reporting on something of national concern, like a mass shooting, you cannot restrict that free speech. You go in, you can. There's a FOIA hearing I put in the live chat where. Dave DeBondi and David Knight of Infowars simply reported on it. And anyone watching the FOIA hearing has a right to do that and report on it. Those are public hearings. There's no malice in that. For you to get an, a, a, an award for damages and defamation, there has to be proof of intended malice. Right. Covering the news is not malice. Right. I
0: mean, look, I don't I'm not a listener of Alex Jones, so I don't know exactly. Nor am I. Well, I don't know exactly. I'm sure he talked about it more than once. I'm sure he talked about it for it's weeks not, and weeks. It's not but the point. No, what I'm saying is what you, all this stuff is legal. But what you can't do, I don't know if, I don't know if Alex Jones did this. I, I, I don't know if he did this. But what you can't do is say Mr. Blank and Mrs. Blank, the son or the, the, the father of this boy or girl that was killed, is in on this. And they're part of it. You can't do that. Because no, but I, don't I don't know. know. That, that well, no, I'm not, I'm not saying he did this. I'm just saying when you go to yeah. that that becomes defamation. Because then you're saying those people took part in a in a fake false flag of their son or daughter's death. You can't do that because that's well, defaming them. But
2: not, you, you can't the prove defamation that. has you to be proven. That. First of all, there has to be proven if you're covering a four-year hearing sure, and you you you're, like so Dave, so Dave DeBondi was.
3: There there right. Dave
2: DeBondi for InfoWars, and David Knight covered that hearing. That's news. The hearing, if you watch it, I will tell you, because I've put in motions for bench warrants. When people violate my subpoenas, I got approved through subpoena requests. When subpoenas are violated for material evidence, you have a right to motion the court for a, a motion for contempt and a bench warrant Number one, you have when people violate material uh, subpoenas for witnesses. You have a right to do the same. When people perjure themselves, you have rights. If you watch that for your hearing, any attorney. You have a friend who's attorney. Have him watch that for you hearing. And he was everything I am telling you. There were subpoenas by the Newtown uh, civil servants and state. I'm talking uh, in the school system and police departments who violated subpoenas for material evidence and for appearance.
0: Bill, again, will you also admit that there are people out there who actually emotionally, psychologically can't or don't want to believe that someone can do that to children
2: well listen there's a lot of issues on this like i said when i'm making one legal i'm I'm honing in on the legal case that i know very well because i've studied i've talked to wolfgang Halby, the petitioner uh personally twice Great guy, Florida state trooper, retired state trooper, retired school principal, retired customs agent. He was just investigating. I've talked to Kay Wilson, his attorney. I know this case, which is why I can talk about it. And I'm just putting it up as an example that that you have a lot of red flags that should have been adjudicated in civil court, in the civil state proceedings that weren't because the judge wants a default judgment right, on a, a summary default judgment claiming Alice Jones didn't provide some financial, non-specific financial evidence. Right. Well, Mike, financials aren't handled till you get to bankruptcy court. No, I
0: understand. We, I
2: know. You know, yeah. that, 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 this is all going to play out in the next several years, and we'll be talking, and you'll see what I'm saying. And Judge Napolitano, by the way, who doesn't challenge the shooting narrative, does agree, as does attorney Robert Barnes with all the points I've made and can continue to make. If I had more time, I don't want to take a more of sure, your sure. show uh, about, so I can put in the live chat. And I will, sure. while you're talking to Lance, judge Naps, <laughs> judge Naps, take on the Alex Jones case, and attorney Robert Barnes on Viva free. So I'm not just talking as a pro se litigant. I'm talking to someone who's studied this and also, the case and the points I've made have been reiterated, and some I learned from these senior attorneys and judges. Sure. sure. So I'm not talking out my... Butthole. I, I never. I, I don't say that. Do I have a No, no, no. I know that. Just for people like Lance, who apparently know nothing about the courts and the civil right, well, procedure. Let, let
0: Lance come on now, since you directed. All right. I'm gonna, like, so, so let's consider.
2: I'll protect you, though. I'll protect you. Let's consider, right, that we have people who go post on, like you said. Wait, 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 wait. then it went to theaters. Now it's schools. There's a, that's. You know, th- these are things we need to be questioning, just like we question our U.S. and imperialism or anything to not do that we have it's the same government that can be doing domestic terrorism that's done foreign terrorism do you see what i mean they're the same people i got you
0: bill let me let you go
2: all right thanks Uh, brother
0: i appreciate all right we're going to go to lance in a second but first i think this is important i want to get joe biden's response to the shootings remember people who just tuning in there were if you don't know already there were six uh, people killed in a national shooting in a private Christian school by a transgender person today. Three of them were nine years old. And this is uh, Biden's uh, response here. Here we go.
3: My name is Joe Biden. I'm Dr. Joe Biden's husband. And I ate Chinese ice cream, chocolate chip. I came down because I heard there was chocolate chip ice cream. By the way, I have a whole refrigerator full upstairs.
1: I think I'm kidding.
0: Now that's Joe Biden's response to the uh, to the school shooting. Okay, now we'll go to Lance. I'm sure Lance will have something more important than Joe Biden to say. H- how you doing, Lance?
3: Hey, Mike. How you doing, buddy? All right. All you know, right. it's funny. I'm calling just, just real parenthetically, real quick. Quick. Vlad, I probably have more like loud arguments with Vlad than anybody on in, And he's like my best in buddy. You know, we're, 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 good buds. He's gone. Yeah. He was on your, he was here. My first thing, my first word, when I first <laughs> entered the chat a little, about a little while ago was sure Vlad, you know, join Mike's room, not mine. I see how it is now Holmes. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So I started out by dissing him. William buddy. Maybe he's not from New York, man. Grow, it's okay, buddy. Grow a little skin. It's all good. I say it with love, my friend. William, my friend. It's said with love, brother William. Brother Lance, don't. Hey, Lance, not
0: you know, Lance, so, you say you a worry. lot of the same things over and over again, too. <laughs> we all do.
3: Exactly. Well, anyway, so, you know, creepers, <laughs> creepers. You'd think I just called him like a Hitler Nazi and was like a child pedophile or something. Right, William, right, I said, right. I said, you need right, to right, like right, get right, some right, new material. Right, move okay, on. Okay. Yeah, second yeah, amendment.
0: Substantive to
3: say, second yeah, amendment, yeah. right? Now I have yes. a very out of the box view. First of all, it's impossible, literally impossible to be a stronger second amendment advocate than me. Okay. I have a hypothetical philosophical that if you had a retired general, you know, 20 to 50, they're 50, 30 years in, in the end. Okay. And they ran missile silos. A militia should hypothetically be able to have nukes if you have the right guy with the same protocols as the guy in the army, hypothetically. So nobody's a stronger Second Amendment. Do you own
0: guns? You.
3: Nope. Never owned one.
0: Well, that's not the strongest Second Amendment. I mean, people usually. Wait a minute, wait a minute.
3: Whoa, 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 whoa. I, I am, there's nobody can be a stronger Second Amendment advocate than me. I don't want to take one gun away from anyone. Okay. I, I, I don't, I want, I want there to be every gun that we have right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because see, now I got my problems with the founders. But even far lefties or whatever Marxists, which I'm not, okay. But you know, however, you know, they'll say, yeah, the founders did some good stuff. That was Enlightenment era. They okay. One of them was they didn't even want a standing army.
0: Say again, lens. Hello. What? Can you hear me? You dropped out there for a second.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about like Washington, who literally was the first and last president to actually. Lead troops as a commander in chief into battle to put down the whiskey rebellion of Pennsylvania. But like, okay, you know, Hamilton and all the like Adams the more federalists, yeah. not the, not the, not the more radical one. They were arguing. They didn't even, they were borderline not having a standing army. That's why militias are not only mentioned in the second amendment. They're mentioned in the body of the constitution to say, maybe we'll have just a national guard, basically. OK, that's what they meant. We'll have trained yeah. militias and we won't even have a standing army. Why? Because even though it was aristocratic white people, they didn't want one group of aristocratic white people to take over the country and have a treasonous thing against the government. It wasn't because they didn't trust the masses, which they didn't trust the masses either. OK, yeah. so and they didn't want a monarchy. So the, the point is they wanted the populace to be. The ones that had the arms, they wanted the populace to basically be as well armed as the government. Okay, that's what they wanted. Now, that's never going to happen anytime soon right now. So that said, I'm as strong if not. I'm the strongest Second Amendment advocate on the planet. But the fact you've read the Onion headline, right? So uh, nothing can be done about mass shootings, says only country where they happen. On a regular basis
0: right 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 right
3: okay it's insane now one more quick thing in new york they they, they rescinded that law that got tested in the supreme court recently heller
2: mm-hmm.
3: they, they you know what they decided to do hey while we're at it let's overturn a 130 130 year old handgun law having nothing to do with the new law now new york state obviously they have strong gun gun people because it was new york state gun people. It wasn't the NRA flying in from Washington. Seriously, I know. I'm in New York. Okay? This was New Yorkers that said, we're fighting this thing to the Supreme Court. Whoever they got involved later, NRA, this was New Yorkers. We aren't some like, oh, nobody likes guns in New York, but somebody helicoptered in AstroTurf. Uh Uh-uh. New York, I'm my brothers-in-law are all hunters, all that stuff. Okay? My point, Mike, is this. The idea, I actually read an article a few years ago that said, gee, maybe, in Wyoming don't shouldn't be the same for guns necessarily or Arizona as they are in New York City if I took a gun just hypothetically and I just did a 360 and you take the average number of people square per square mile in Wyoming which is like two I could go around with 100 rounds in a circle 360 and not kill a soul let a, let alone a fly Mm -hmm. not a person. If I did the same thing in the average area of New York city, I'd probably blow away about 30 or 40 or 50 or a hundred people just by sheer population. So what the fuck? So the idea that the laws in freaking Wyoming of guns where everybody owns a gun and there's like eight people in the whole fucking state, Versus New York City, which not everybody owns guns and it's like 20 million people and like on a postage stamp. Gee, maybe we don't need that many guns just for the sheer accidental shooting. Forget about. Okay. So it's sick. It's insane. Wait a and minute, I'm the strongest a bit, second you- amendment advocate ever. And it's sick that we don't fucking deal. Here, let me give you one quick thing. You know why Switzerland, it's not just because they, they decided to be neutral. You know one big reason that Switzerland don't get fucked with? What? historically, because they're the most well-armed motherfucker, They have a network underground and all kinds of weapons and munitions and stashes since, like, hundreds of years ago. Who are they protecting around the Like the worldwide Blackwater Pinkerton, it's all for show now, but who protected the Vatican back in the day? The Swiss Guard. Why? Because the Swiss are the baddest ass motherfucking military in the world. So it's got nothing to do with how many guns per capita. It's got to do with having your heads up your ass like America does. Strongest Second Amendment advocate on the planet. And because we have that many guns, we have to be that much more responsible. And we're fucking assholes on both sides, a pox on everybody's house about this gun shit.
0: We need real – thank you, Lance. I, I do appreciate the call, as as always. But the gun people are – see, mo, mo, this is the thing, Lance. Most law-abiding citizens are very responsible with guns. I know people who own five, six, seven guns, never use them. Um, they're gun enthusiasts. You know, it's like I, I, have, a, I have an issue. I have a, a sneaker fetish. I'll admit it. I'll admit it. I'm going to stand up and say, hi, I'm Mike, and I have a sneaker fetish. So I have, I have must, I must have... By the way, I'm not, I'm not alone in this. Lawrence Jones on Fox, who does Lawrence Jones, the weekend show, most country, he says he has like 250 pairs of sneakers. I don't have that many. I have a lot, though. I probably use about, you know, 5% of them, though. And so there are people out there who like guns. They have a gun thing. It's a gun fetish. I've called it a gun fetish. It is a fetish. But they don't go around killing people with them. In fact, they... They collect dust, a lot of them, in cabinets, but they have fed it. They like it. They like guns. It's a thing. It's a thing, you know, so they should be allowed to. But that's the overwhelming majority of gun owners, legal, law-abiding gun owners. Um, but the problem is in our major cities like New York and, and Chicago, there are a lot of guns on the streets, but most of them are illegal guns or guns in the hands of, of criminals. And criminals will always be able to get guns whether there are laws or not. The idea of new laws makes no sense simply because a criminal is not going to say, oh, there's a new law. Uh, Guess I'm not going to get that gun. This is the way it works. So the people in the major cities need the guns to protect themselves. Here, this is the thing. This is why the Old West worked law and order wise, even though, of course, you go see a Western. There's a lot of fighting because that's Hollywood. But in the real Old West. There wasn't nearly the kind of crime there is now in mass shootings because everyone owned a gun. So people knew, I'm not going to fuck with this person because they're probably going to have a gun. In fact, you can see it on their hip. But the criminals know they have the guns. They have 99% of the guns. So there's a one in 100 chance that the law-abiding citizen they're going to kill, rape, or rob is going to be able to defend themselves. If that person had a gun, there'd be equal playing field, okay? And the criminal would think twice or three or four times before they commit the crime. So it's the people in the major cities who need the guns to protect, not the people in Idaho, in Utah. Who who, who do they need to defend themselves from? There's no crime there. So this is what I'm talking about. When you go to these red cities where law-abiding citizens can get guns, there's less crime because the criminal element knows that they might get killed. Okay, they might get killed. But no, in in cities like San Francisco and New York and L.A., what they talk about is, no, no, don't defend yourself. Don't allow people to go buy guns legally, defend themselves, give give criminals, at least the black ones, five million dollars each. And that will stop them from killing us instead of doing what needs to be done, which is if they kill you, you kill them first. If they commit a crime, they go to jail whether they're black, white, or anything. I'm not just talking about black people, but but reparations, they are just talking about black people. And we've had black people say publicly that black youth need $5 million to stop stop committing crimes, okay? So this is ridiculous. If you stop crime, you need to prosecute criminals, and you need to be able to defend yourself from the criminal element. That's what it comes down to that's what it comes down to and the founding fathers yes because there was so little crime back then there was no chicago there was no inner city crime there was no they didn't have to worry about their businesses being robbed if there was the kind of gun crime back then there is now the founding fathers would have been even more high. They would have made the Second Amendment the First Amendment because they believed in the right for the American citizen, for the law abiding citizen to defend themselves. They wouldn't be, they wouldn't be, they'd be even higher on the, they'd be even more boffo on the Second Amendment if they knew this was going to happen where criminals would take for our cities. An average law abiding person had no way to defend themselves. And the court systems don't even protect them because they put these people back out on the streets to kill more people, to rob more people, to rape more people the next day. So that's what it comes down to. The gun is simply a deterrent. It deters the criminal element from committing the crime. It makes it less likely they're going to commit that crime. That's why we need to fortify our schools. That's why. Let's use common sense. I know Uncommon sense is not very common among the left. Let's use common sense. I got a gun. I'm going to go hurt people. I go to a place and I go, oh, shit, look at those two armed guards at the door. Am I going to go into that place or am I going to go into the place a mile down the road where there are no armed guards? Let's use some uncommon sense. The answer is quite obvious. Quite obvious. All right. If anyone else new wants to call in and talk about what happened today, the unfortunate thing that happened today, in a in a in a Christian school, in a covenant school in Nebraska, which of course the left wing media will they'll whisper that if they say it at all, um, happen. Go ahead. But I also want to talk about my favorite issue um, is uh, the twenty twenty four primary because Trump is really annoying the fuck out of me right now. Okay, so. <laughs> There's some good news. There's some good news. And that is that Ron DeSantis has now taken the lead over new, over Trump in early Iowa and New Hampshire polls. Once again, everyone who listens to this show knows I don't want to talk about polls. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. I'll talk about polls. But I don't take them that seriously this early because there was no President Giuliani and there was no President Jeb Bush. Um, so, but, but, but the good news is, the good news is, that in early polling in Iowa, by, uh, uh, who says DeSantis is eight points ahead, 45-37, and tied in New Hampshire, 39-39. And most of the people who were um, answering these polls say DeSantis would have a better shot of defeating Biden than Trump. Is that a shock? Didn't Trump just lose to Biden? Didn't Trump just lose to demented Joe Biden by seven million votes. Didn't Trump allow Biden to get the most votes ever for a president in the history of the country? So why would you think that Trump has a good shot to beat the guy he just lost to, oh, 26 months ago, 27 months ago? It's ridiculous. Of course, DeSantis would have a better shot. It's not even close. It's Not even close. Once again, there's no guarantee of anything. But yes, he would definitely have a better shot of beating Joe Biden than Donald Trump. So those are good. That's good news. That's good news. Also, DeSantis has a much higher approval rating than Trump. Um, And this just came out. This just came out. Six in 10 Americans, six in 10, don't want Trump to be president again. And his approval is 39, which is two points below what Joe Biden was last week. This is just what we need again. The lesser of two evils bullshit that we've dealt with, what, in the last two election cycles at least? This will be the third straight. We can have two candidates that everyone despises again. All right? Two candidates that everyone hates. Why do we have to do this every four years when we have two candidates that no one likes? And that's the situation we're getting in because Biden's approval is 41 and Trump's approval is 39. And 60% of Americans don't want Trump to be president again. Okay? So why take a chance with that when you have a guy like this who has much higher approvals, who is a new blood, who's half the age of Biden and Trump? Why take a chance on someone like Donald Trump? Well, we know why, because those with Trump derangement syndrome have this uh, psychotic idea of uh, revenge, right? it's revenge. I want Trump to get his revenge. Trump's going to get it. MAGA's going to get his revenge. No, MAGA's going to lose again. Going to lose again. And who's going to get hurt if Joe Biden, or let's say Gavin Newsom, who will be a much, much more formidable uh, nominee than Joe Biden, wins? Who, do you think Donald Trump gets hurt? You think Donald Trump is going to give a fuck? You think he's going to lose a buck? No, we will hurt. We are going to get hurt. I mean, Daniel, you said Biden isn't running. Well, it is a little suspect that he hasn't said he's running again yet. But I would still be semi-shocked if he didn't run. Now, I wouldn't be shocked if someone ran against him, someone other than Marianne Williamson, if someone with some real cachet ran against him. But I I would be kind of shocked at this point. If Joe Biden said, I'm simply not running again, because the further we get into this spring, the more he'd be hurting his own party if he didn't let people get their campaigns going. I mean, by by this point, you'd want to let other people in your party get their campaigns up and running. Uh, You're really hurting your party's chances the longer you drag this out. It's really tough. To start a campaign in June, July, August, September. <laughs> you know, so I, I once again, I would be kind of shocked if he doesn't run. And most of the people in the know seem to be, say he's definitely running. Once again, that doesn't guarantee someone's not going to come in and try to, to run against him. But we know how difficult it is to take out uh, an incumbent uh, in your own party. It's nearly impossible, nearly impossible. Remember, Jimmy Carter had low ratings, was not people in his party were very afraid he was going to lose to Reagan and he did. And yet Teddy Kennedy couldn't come close to beating him in that primary. So, you know, once again, hi- history matters. We, we know how hard this is, you know. Um, you know, once again, it's for most of us with this uncommon sense, it's impossible to envision <laughs> Joe Biden being president for another two years, let alone another six years. OK, <laughs> all right. I mean, he responds to this mass shooting by saying, "I'm Joe Biden. I like chocolate ice cream." That's at uh, what? 80 years old. Do you imagine at 85 years old? So let's, you know, that's some that's food for thought. Also, that's food for thought. Also, hey, what? The, well, let me. I want to read a little bit more about the Desantis thing. Then I want to talk about BB Netanyahu. Bibi Netanyahu. This is my impersonation of BB Okay, so yeah, I think that's pretty good, actually. I think that's not a bad idea. Okay, so Trump, in his, in his childishness, this is, what, this is what Trump says. This is what Trump says. This is his usual go-to. Once again, this worked a lot in 2015 when the people running didn't expect an entity like Donald Trump. They had never seen someone like that. It's like a surprise attack. But once the surprise attack is over, the same shit doesn't work again. Right. If you got a friend who's always like scaring you, always like coming in from behind and go, Ho after a while, you get used to it. You know, they're going to do it. It doesn't it doesn't really affect you anymore. So <laughs> Trump is now saying Ron DeSantis has no personality, no personality, and he'd be working at a cigar store. If I didn't endorse him in 2018, no personality, Ron. I'll be working at a cigar store. Forgetting that this guy was like a successful military. He was in the military. He was a military He's a hero. He went to Yale. He went to Harvard. Not the Wheaton. What did Trump go to? The Wheaton School of Economics? What the fuck is that thing called? That fake school he went to. So this is ridiculousness that without Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis will be working at a cigar store is, of course, shows what a fucking moron Trump is. And when he says that Ron DeSantis has no personality, what kind of personality does Trump have? Belligerent slob is belligerent slob a personality trait that one that one should be admired for. Now he he upgraded. The, the cigar store, because last month he said he'd be working at Pizza Hut. So a guy who was a, a war hero in the military, uh, a, a admired military veteran, okay, with medals, who also went to Yale and Harvard, would be working at a Pizza Hut, if not for Donald Trump. Now, the only people who would buy into that bullshit are people with Trump derangement syndrome of the right kind, who think Trump can do nothing wrong. Who think Trump can do nothing wrong? When did Donald Trump move to Florida? Did he move to Florida when uh, Charlie Crist was governor? No, no, he moved to Florida when Ron DeSantis was governor. Why? Why did he? Why didn't he move to Florida earlier? If Florida was such this great state, perfect state, before Ron DeSantis, if Charlie Crist was this great governor, all of a sudden, even though before now Trump could only shit on Charlie Crist, why didn't he move to Florida? 10 years ago. Why'd he wait until Ron DeSantis was governor and made everything great there and then he moved to Florida? Huh, I wonder why. I wonder why. But this is the same crap that Donald Trump pulled in 2015 against the likes of Chris Christie and uh, and Jeb Bush and uh, Marco Rubio. It's not going to work. It's not going to work in 2023 against Ron DeSantis. And when he sees that, is he going to say the Republican primary was rigged? Of course he will. Of course he will. He'll say the Republican Party rigged it against him because they didn't want him to be the nominee. They didn't want him to be president again. They wanted a they wanted the establishment what what he what do you call Ron DeSantis? A uh, Paul Ryan type. They want he they wanted that instead of him. He was too much of a maverick outsider for them. So he'll claim rigging again, this time Within his own party, he won't be able to blame the Democrats for this one. He'll blame Republicans. So, this is the only playbook that Donald Trump knows. And he knows this worked, and it did. In the primary, even though he lost both general elections, he lost a popular vote by a combination of about 10 to even if if you add in the Libertarian and Green candidates, he lost a popular vote by a combined about 15 million votes in his two elections. But he did win the Republican primary in 2015, basically because of attacks like this. So this is all he knows. This is all he knows. And it's not going to work. And he'll be kind of shocked when it doesn't. But it won't. Because the Senate has been preparing for this. And he knows it. And he's seen this game. He's seen this act over and over and over. This sad, sorry act. and uh, And he'll take care of it. He'll take care of it. And a big another reason why is because DeSantis is a winner, and he keeps on doing winning things. Another winning thing he just did was he signed a bill to uh, expand school choice to all Florida students. Okay, so this is this is a expanding school choice is a good thing. Now the left doesn't believe that. The left doesn't believe that. So. Basically, he believes in giving parents the choice to send their kids to the schools they want. This is what most parents want. This is not we're not talking about the left wing, um, Randy Weingarten run unions, teachers unions in major cities. But most parents around this country want that right. So he has now expanded school choice to all schools in Florida. And this is a huge thing. And this is one of the many accomplishments that is going to be able to take into a Republican primary to kick Donald Trump's ass, basically. So with Donald Trump, it looks like it's going to be the same sad, sorry uh, attacks that we saw in, in, in 2015. The same sad, sorry. And he thinks that's going to work again because he's not very good at this. He's he's not very good at this. He's good at doing rallies, you know, but that's something he learned with the World Wrestling Federation. How to get crowds riled up and had them going and all that stuff. And as we saw in the in the in the popular vote in both of his elections, general elections, those big crowds did not add up to enough votes to win. So there's more to this than big crowds. You have to actually get votes, right? You have to actually get people to vote for you. And once once again, all these good numbers for DeSantis come when he's not even an official candidate yet. Trump is the, is the former president who has been running now for like three or four months. And DeSantis isn't even in yet. And he's still beating him in those early battles. And we know if you see polls that say, oh, DeSantis is losing in New York, or DeSantis is losing in Missouri. That's such bullshit. Because as we know, after the first two or three primaries, it changes the map totally. It changes the map totally. Remember, Sanders won New Hampshire, Iowa, Nevada. Everyone was saying he was going to sweep. You looked at all the older pre- predictions, and they said he's going to win easily. And then Biden beat him soundly in South Carolina, and the whole map changed. So this whole idea of, oh, just, oh, well, Trump's winning in primary number 37 or primary number 42 doesn't matter. And the media knows it doesn't matter. They've been through this enough to know it doesn't matter that those early states will change the electorate and change the map drastically. So that's why people go to Iowa, New Hampshire, and Nevada, which is what DeSantis has done already, because you win those and it changes everything else. This is amazing. You know, this is like I've argued with people about this. It's like, why do we get amnesia every four years? You know, this reminds me of this reminds me of the baseball season. We know it's a long season. If you're into baseball, you know, it's one hundred and sixty two games over six months. There are 30 games a month. And this happens every year where a team, usually a New York team, starts off poorly and the fans think it's all over. And they keep on forgetting, even though it's every fucking year. It's a long season. And what happens in April doesn't matter. What happens in April doesn't mean that things aren't going to be different in August. And we do this every four years with these presidential elections, where we take these polls a year and a half out seriously. And they're never right. Once again, at this point in previous elections, Rudy Giuliani was going to become president and Jeb Bush was going to become president. But we seem to... Willfully forget this stuff. It's like willful amnesia. And I, 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 I'm constantly arguing with people. All right. I'm constantly arguing with people over this. And I'm kind of tired of it because can't we just learn from history? Can't we just learn from history that the front runner at this point usually doesn't win? They usually don't win. So once again, take all these polls now with a grain of salt. I think once the campaign starts, DeSantis will show all of his, will remind people of how he was so right during COVID when everyone else was so wrong, how Trump was so wrong because he hired Fauci and wouldn't fire him. And that became the predominant narrative, Fauci's narrative through March, through, through 2020, through the, Trump's last year of office became the prevailing narrative and Trump did nothing to stop that. Right. Trump did nothing to change that narrative. Trump brought, brought in of Scott Atlas. when It was too late and he let Fauci, the three musketeers of Fauci, Redfield and Burks totally dominate him and, and, and forced, uh, forced uh, him to go back to California because he couldn't get anywhere. He wrote this in his book. So, all these mistakes are going to be – people have to be reminded of all this, and they will, and they will. Uh, and all of all of DeSantis' accomplishments in Florida that he wants to bring to the rest of the country, that's going to be his whole campaign, a Florida blueprint, all right? The prosperity of – bring the prosperity of Florida to your state, to, your, to the country. And once he starts making the point that Trump is general election poison, that he's absolutely general election – poison that will also propel him to victory. And remember, we're talking about a dozen debates that don't start till August. So I'll continue to argue with people who think these early polls mean something. They'll think that a national poll, a national poll a year before the first primary happens six months before the first debate happens. A national poll in what is a state-by-state primary matters. I'll argue with these people until I'm red in the face and they don't want to listen, even though I'm proven right every election cycle. Every election cycle, I'm proven right. Once again, tell me how the Giuliani and Jeb Bush administrations did, because I don't remember. I, I, don't, I don't recall. All right. Um, let's see. There's also, there was actually more on the Trump and DeSantis thing, but most of it centers around the early polling and Donald Trump's flailing and juvenile attacks against Ron DeSantis, which he thinks are going to work, and they won't. All Um but what I think is really important to talk about also is is that, uh, well, let, let, you know, I should read this. Let me read this to you here. Because I think I, I mentioned it, but I didn't I didn't really get into it here. This is this is OK. After I talk about how I don't care about polls this early, I'm going to read about a poll All right. because there's nothing. No. OK, here here it is. OK. So the majority of Americans don't want Trump to be elected. While voters remain split on whether he participated in any illegal activity regarding his hush money scandal, a new NPR Marist poll found that only 38 percent of national adults want Trump to be president again, while the majority, 61 percent, do not want the Republican to serve another term. Once again, this is general. This is not among Republicans. This is among all Americans, right? Yes, this is among all Americans. So this would matter in a general election, which is the only thing that matters. According to the survey, 76 percent of Republicans want Trump to serve another four years in the White House, which is why he's formidable in the primary. But in a general election, only a third of independents. So think about that. Two out of three independents don't want him. That that's only 11 percent of Democrats. That that makes sense. Okay, that doesn't don't don't actually don't look at the 11% Democrats number or the 76% Republicans number. Those don't matter. They cancel each other out in a general election. All that matters is that middle number. One out of every three of independents want him, which means two out of every three independents don't, which means Joe Biden or the Democrat wins the election. Independents are the only thing that's going to matter. And as we just saw in Florida, DeSantis got independence, where Trump In both general elections, couldn't get independents to vote for him. On the flip side, 89% of Democrats, a whopping 64% of Americans, so yeah, 64% of independents don't want Trump. A whopping 64% of independents. That is your number right there. Let's see how that number progresses. About 39% of Americans have a favorable opinion of Trump, down three points from a November poll. And remember, Biden's is now two points higher at 41. As Trump makes another bid for the White House, 81% of representatives, 30% of Republicans. okay. Still only 37% of attendance have a favorable opinion of the former president. That's a pathetic number. Trump is currently under investigation. We know that. In fact, they met earlier today. I'm not sure exactly what happened. When asked about the criminal probe, 46% said they think Trump has done something illegal. About 29% believe it was unethical but not illegal, while 23% don't don't think he did it. So, so this is very interesting. 46% said they think Trump has done something illegal. 23%, only 23%, so one out of every four don't think he did anything wrong. That's not good. We're talking about almost half of Americans think he did something illegal. And a third of Americans think it was unethical, not illegal. So if you add up those who think it is illegal and unethical, what is that? 56, 66, 76, 75 percent, 75 percent, three out of every four Americans think Trump has done something illegal or unethical. How do you think that's going to work out in a general election? So once again, these numbers are not good for Donald Trump which means they're good for Ron DeSantis. But what Republicans will need to learn, and they will, Ron DeSantis will teach them, general elections are what matters. These numbers matter because winning, beating the Democrat, whether it be Newsom, Biden or anyone else, is what matters. That's the only thing that matters. That's, Often what I think about when I look, I, I'm not going to vote for someone I, I despise because I think they can win. But I often think if I'm looking at two or three candidates, I think, OK, who is the best candidate to win? Because that's all that matters. And Ron DeSantis will make that clear. People will understand by this time next year, even before that, people will understand that. And that will and that will carry through. And, yeah, people are putting up this uh, article. This is why we must not nominate Trump, because all these people don't want him to run again. Don't want him to be president again. <clears throat> and DeSantis' numbers are better. And they'll improve even more as people get to know more about him. And the successes, the actual successes, unlike what the left-wing media wants you to believe, the real successes he's had in Florida. Okay, And there'll be more and more hit pieces in rag outlets like The Atlantic, left-wing rag outlets like The Atlantic, who will say things like he's an authoritarian, uh, he, he's a, you know he's a fascist, all this bullshit, all the the opposite of what that is true. Those things are true about Gavin Newsom. They're right about Justin Trudeau. They're right about Joe Biden, but they're not true about Ron DeSantis. And he he just won this authority. This is what makes these articles so hilarious. The, the big authoritarian fascist just won his state by a million and a half votes. Oh, so I guess a lot of Democrats, independents and liberals love fascism. They love right wing fascism. They must love right wing fascism all of a sudden. Remember, he won by a million and a half states in a swing state, not Mississippi, not Alabama, Florida. That's why you could just spit in the face of these m- who write this fucking drivel. And remember. Left wing rags like The Atlantic also wrote how, how effective masks were, how effective lockdowns were, how the vaccines were going to stop the spread and end COVID. They wrote the same shit. So remember that when they write a hit piece about Ron DeSantis. Remember what left wing wacko wackos are writing said about COVID. Okay? What they said about COVID. And why we should never. Listen to them, ever. Yes, yes, Daniel writes. Yes, yes. He's putting with his fingers. That's the big, that's, that's the big job. That's why we shouldn't vote for Ron DeSantis. He, he's putting with his finger. Look, he's putting with his fingers. This is dumb, and I've seen a lot of this lately, how someone eats pizza. Do they eat, do they fold the slice? Do they not fold the slice? Do they want to be neat and they cut it with a, spoon, with a fork? Look, I think if you cut your pizza with a fork, Something's not totally right with you, but I don't think it would eliminate me from voting for someone. All right. But I've seen a lot of that lately. Oh, look at how. Yeah. Yeah. Look at at how he eats the pizza. Oh, how odd. Oh, we can't vote for that. Oh, my God. These are the things that matter to Americans. These are the things that. Who's pudding? Oh, Cosby. I love the pudding. My chocolate pudding. Yeah. Oh, my God. What about Snickers, Daniel? Snickers? Snickers? What what about Snickers? Mars bars? What are we talking about Snickers? I don't remember anything about Snickers. Was there something out there about Snickers? I'm Enjoy Have Nuts. Mounds Don't. That's the only thing I remember. Oh, Seinfeld. Not everyone is a Seinfeld fan, Daniel. Daniel's a huge Seinfeld fan. And I usually watch the reruns on Fridays before... I go on, they run from like 10 to 11 PM here. And I usually shit on a Friday before the show comes on and I will. uh, (laughs) And uh, I, I didn't watch much of Seinfeld when it was on. I have to admit, I'm a big fan of Curb Your Enthusiasm, but I was never a, a big fan of Seinfeld. I didn't watch TV much back then. And now I'm watching it more, but Daniel has watched every episode at least, at least once. And he knows all the lines he knows all the circumstances. He knows everything. He knows everything. He's a, a Seinfeld, uh, Seinfeld fanatic. All right. Was there anything else I want to talk about on this Monday that was that important? Let me see. Let me see. Bill, I'll give you the last word. I'll give you the last word, Bill. Let me just see if there's anything else. Um, well, look, there's a, there's a few COVID things. Maybe I'll save it for... Maybe I'll save it for tomorrow. But there's more information we're getting that's showing the the side effects, the, the 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 nasty side effects of the vaccine that were hidden, that were hidden, such as acute kidney injuries, renal failure, all the stuff that they hid from us. Um, Naomi Wolf put up something on Twitter. She's back on Twitter, thankfully. Uh, also, how, how this COVID, the bad COVID-19 advice, once again, that Donald Trump allowed... To permeate through the year 2020, um, scared people into dishonestly jumping the vaccine queue. So people thinking, like 20-year-olds thinking they, they had to get the vaccine, that they were as much in danger. A healthy 20-year-old was as much in danger of getting getting a cold and dying as a 70-year-old with seven pre-existing vaccines. This scared people who were like young and should never have gotten the vaccine to begin with into dishonestly jumping. The vaccine queue, so there's much about that, and this is also this is out of a uh, Great Britain, also the Evening Standard. So it wasn't just in this country; it was in the Great Britain as well. I see Gators not with us today, but he probably has more uh, insight into this thing. But it happened here also, right? And that was all part of the the, the the bad advice that people like Fauci and and Redfield and Walensky were giving out, and that that Donald Trump allowed to permeate throughout 2020, which was really the only year that mattered, because once it was once it was set in stone, that's all people believed, right? Like the six feet thing, which was total bullshit. I remember after a year and a half, when they actually came out and said, we'll do three feet now, no one followed that. They all just continued to follow the six feet thing that they heard in 2020. People just remembered the first thing that they heard. So all this crap that came out in 2020, almost all of it total bullshit, was Donald Trump allowed by putting Fauci in charge and Burks in charge, is what caused all of this heartache and misery and death and destruction to society. And uh, he needs to be held accountable for that. He needs to be held accountable for that. The last year of his presidency was a disaster. You could talk about a few good things he did the first three years, but the COVID thing was big. That's when he was really he wasn't really challenged until then, right? He wasn't really challenged until this final year of his presidency. And then this happened and he totally dropped the ball. It was a total disaster. He'll try to lie as he often does and say <laughs> and say that Ron DeSantis handled it poorly when the whole fucking world knows he's the only one who did the right thing Um, that he was he was for lockdowns. when of course, he wasn't when Trump allowed the lockdown narrative to take hold in 2020 um, under the guise of uh, under under the guidance of Tony Fauci. So this will all come out also once this gets going and Ron DeSantis gets his campaign going and there are debates and he does interviews and he runs ads and all the stuff that comes along with uh, with a with a campaign. Um, Let me see here. Okay, so the COVID-19, we'll talk a little bit about that tomorrow. We'll talk about the injuries. I don't want to get into it right now. Um, I'm going to do a last call for calls. Anyone want to call in? Anything else you want to talk about? The lines are open if there's anything that you want to uh, talk about. I know Sean Hannity just did an interview with Donald Trump. I'm sure that was very hard-hitting <clears throat> since Sean is like his best friend. Um yeah, well, Sean asked a question about him going back on Twitter. That's a tough one. That's a hard-hitting one, you know. Uh, but, you know, that, that's a thing, and I'll, I'll, I'll put Bill on a second for the last word, but that's something that is, is so common now, which is that these people will only go on networks that agree with them. They're going to treat them with kid gloves, and they all do it. Democrats will only go on CNN, MSNBC. Republicans will only go on Fox News. And it, it makes for such boring television. There was a time, do you remember Crossfire and the McLaughlin report? And when uh, uh, with Sunday, Meet the Press was good with, um, what's his name that did it before? I'm, I'm losing my memory right now. Uh, Tim, Tim Russert. Remember, people would go on and deal with hard interviews. They would deal with it they would deal with opposing views they would deal with tough questions and it made for great television now they just want to go politicians just want to go on shows that are going to treat them with kid gloves all right ask them ask, have Hannity ask you about twitter ha, have uh, you know biden wants people to ask him about ice cream this is ridiculous it really is and we don't get anywhere we don't get anywhere we don't get real interviews we don't get real questions we don't get real answers because they will only go where they're welcome, where they know they're going to get a softball interview. And it, its I think it's bad for America. I think it's bad for political discourse. And as a communications person, I think it's terribly boring television. All right, Bill, you want the last word today? Hey, Bill.
2: Hey, Mike. Can you hear me okay? <laughs> yep. I was just putting in the... A... Some text from Mike Adams um on the avian flu uh pandemic that seems to be uh, coming for us. Um There's another one? The peace test, yeah. Where they're claiming that it can jump to mammals and oh, yeah. the, there's a lot of information in this. Uh so anyway, there's Mike Adams report, uh we just gonna add some text to it. Also he's describing that the actual medication that many countries have already pre-purchased uh, by the millions of dollars has many of the side effects that they claim that the avian flu has, just like with COVID. Now you have a medication that's part of the problem. Yeah, right. You follow me?
0: Yeah.
2: And um, it's it's all insanity because the PCR test, as we know, is basically useless It's, it's, it's to base any uh, um Pandemic protocol on that, yeah, of
0: course, and, and, and so, they and they base the entire protocol on that garbage test,
2: right? Yeah. Well, but this is the problem that they're continuing to use that uh, test and uh, come up with uh, these uh, uh, tabletop exercises and and then protocols uh, that. Uh, really make no sense at all if you examine them uh, critically from a medical viewpoint but it's all about you know sponsored by Pfizer and the uh people in the in the positions of power that uh, seem to want to use it uh, to advance and I and I would go to the World Economic Forum Bilderberg uh, central bank digital currency uh control uh, health World Health Organization just this top down uh, control, uh, United Nations, uh, even monitoring what's misinformation or disinformation—I just absolute insanity of totalitarianism coming uh, that we must fight fight back against. You know, and it's all—it's like you got a, a broken wheel with a lot of bent spokes. That's the way I see it. You know, what right? I mean? Right. Um, so I wanted to mention that. I totally agree with you on Trump. I think what happened here is. You know, we, a lot of us believed in hope and change. I did. After eight years of that, we're ready for a new populist message. Trump came one. That was Obama, right? Hope and
0: change. Yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. Then, I, get,
0: I get mixed up
1: nowadays. <laughs> right, right.
2: right. Yeah, that's right. That's uh, right. We should have known when we looked at Joe Biden as his VP, but um, let's yeah. face it—that they're all uh, puppets for the banksters anyway. You know. You, you know. So. You talk.
0: I want this is this is totally trend- tangential, but you talk about false flags and that kind of stuff. Do you mm-hmm. notice? Different Biden looks from like seven years ago.
1: Well,
2: you now, know, I'm not
0: talking about seven years older. Everyone looks different seven years, but I mean, he looks like a different person.
2: Mike, I want to throw throw something out there. You know, uh, if you remember Burt Reynolds as an actor, he had had a body double to do certain stunts.
0: Right. Oh, yeah. Well, they all do, don't they? They all all do. Yeah, except for like Tom Cruise and Keanu Reeves. They do most of their own stuff.
2: Uh, They're supposed to do most of their own. But the point I'm trying to make is we could could be seeing body doubles uh, on the podium. It's not beyond the possibility, Mike. If you just but this,
0: but, mm-hmm. but he's, told, he's always the same guy, but he's always looks. If you you know you've seen those videos right of him from like a few years ago when he was mm-hmm. vice president, which wasn't that long ago, and now and everything's changed. His eyes look different. You're, I don't know. Every, he doesn't look like the same. He doesn't look like the same guy seven eight years later. He looks like a different person, and well, I don't know if he just aged really poorly, if it's part of the dementia. But it looks like to me, it looks like it looks like someone who's related, but a different but not the same person.
2: This That's is my it. point. You got we got a confidence. One, you got bad, bad plastic surgery. Right? <laughs> Let's it. face That's it. Could, right? be, yeah. could be that could be that uh, for whatever he just aged in a peculiar way. Or it could be that there's somebody who's speaking as Joe Biden that isn't. I mean, just subjectively speaking, it's one of three options. Have
0: to, they'd have to really know how to be just as big of a moron.
2: Well, <laughs> they'd have to be a good actor, that's all.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess, uh, Yeah. exactly. Well, you know what it, it reminds me of? When Hillary fainted. Remember when she fainted during the primary? Yeah. And they threw mm-hmm. her into the back of the van. And then, like, three hours later, she was fine, and everyone thought it was a different person. <laughs> right. But it was just three hours later, and they, they made a point of showing how, how, how fine she was. When she had just like totally collapsed, know, right. was like, it's like okay, well, I don't, it's very much to remember.
2: The State Department and the media they work together very well, you know what I mean? And they 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 know how to play us. I let's put it this way I like George Carlin said, I don't believe a thing my government tells me, that's rule number one. Yeah, <laughs> so anyway, but regarding Trump, what I wanted to say in DeSantis, if you don't mind sure. me sure, commenting on that, is I think what Chris Hedges counts on this says, you know, we, we were so let down by Obama. A lot of people in uh, neighborhoods uh, that were interviewed that were once Obama fans said they would never vote for a Democrat again voted Republican. Uh, people wanted a new uh, type of, uh, let's say, uh, advocate for the for the regular folk. You know what I mean? The populist right. message which Trump came along in his rhetoric and used. But we saw, again, if you look at his cabinet appointees and the policies that followed, we didn't really see that. You know what I mean? Um, now we have, uh, obviously, all this debacle with the COVID thing and that he, he continues to ride that horse, uh, that dead horse, for some unknown reason rather than uh, jumping off and saying he was misled. But now you have a new man, and DeSantis, who... Took it by the reins and turned it in the right direction with Joseph Ladipo and uh, in a cohort with uh, um, the fellow out of Wisconsin, uh, the representative uh, Ron Johnson. You know, they talked together and had the same platform where they're 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 exposing these COVID frauds. And you had the legal cases like the Brooke Jackson case, which will be very important coming up. point I'm trying to make is I think a lot of people who were behind Trump were behind him because they were desperate for a change and they're desperate for a change again, some more refined version of Trump well, I think, and around the Sanders. I think he's
0: lost a lot of support from a different, a lot of different you know, areas, right. and different political factions. It, it's true because there are people who were really big, uh, big Trump supporters back then who no longer are. And right. like you said, I think it's because they have now found their alternative, their better exactly. alternative that they didn't have back then. You know, so uh, people actually see Ron DeSantis as a better alternative to Donald Trump. They didn't see mm-hmm. Marco Rubio or, or, or Chris Christie no. or Jeb Bush <laughs> as a better alternative
2: mm, you know, right.
0: to, to Donald Trump. You know, so uh, there's this a dynamic going on here. But, but this is the only game that Trump knows. This is the only way of attack that he knows is basically these childish attacks, which definitely do play to a a portion of his followers, but they only play to the people who are already staunch Trump followers, supporters. They're not playing to those people who are like, well, maybe on the fence, right? They might be on the fence and they're seeing this guy do the same old shit again. And they're seeing a very serious person with accomplishments like Ron DeSantis and you know, I, I think I think Trump is just going to push him over to DeSantis's camp by by playing this game.
2: Well, I you really have did. to ask yourself something else. Of all people, to bring up any inappropriate photos with young girls—I mean, talk about Trump exposing Achilles' heel. What what a moron to, to 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 infer that Ron DeSantis, when he was a school teacher, was drinking with underage girls. Whatever the issues were, well, a, also
0: coming from a Donald Trump. That's, That's my point. <laughs> yeah. Why would
2: you? Why would you open that up? Yeah. You'd have it's, to be a complete idiot because not wide open. It's not or, like
0: you're like you a priest. You know? so, are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. Epstein was his
2: buddy, and Epstein, as he admitted, like <laughs> young he's girls. girls and you a porn star. <laughs> I mean, you, ay ay. you know. <laughs> I, you have to ask yourself, only some beer drinking Daytona 500. I don't want to sound, well, I should put it this way. You know, like somebody who's like going to sit in the middle of Daytona 500 and get completely drunk as cards wrap around their heads at 500 miles an hour, you know, whatever it is. I mean, that, I, I mean, that might not be a correct narrative, but you know, it's like, who, who would, who would roll with that type of attack and, and not see it as, as foolish and uh, yeah. self-destructive. Yeah, it is. you see what I mean. It's, it's, he,
0: but that's and, but like I say, the problem is it's the only thing he knows, and it worked yeah. for him last time in the last primary. So he figures it'll work again. Yeah. it's a totally different dynamic, and 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 this opponent is is well prepared for that line of attack.
2: So yeah, I he's sophisticated, and you know he he went to well, didn't he graduate from Yale? I think he did. I think I Yale think. and Harvard. Harvard, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. He's got. So he's I mean, got the, the brand. guy's
0: Yale, Harvard, military veteran, war veteran, and, yeah. and and Trump is is saying if it wasn't for him, he'd be working at Berg. It's so stupid.
2: It's preposterous. That's <laughs> But <it's, laughs> I mean, yeah. you see, only people who are uneducated, and I don't mean to say Daytona fans are uneducated. But you see, what the point i was trying to showing: someone who's not taken the time to tune into his world or her, her world, and 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 for whatever reason is going to remain. Uh, uh susceptible to those dog whistles. Do you know what yes. I mean? That's, uh,
0: that's exactly uh, exactly.
2: Yeah. So yeah. I want to finish with right. something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd like to finish with something. You Is know. it a song? Is it a song? No, no. This oh, one yeah. you, you exactly. mentioned Seinfeld and I have to say my no no soup for you. Yeah that was the soup, soup. Nazi. That's Daniel's favorite episode
0: <laughs> the soup Nazi. You know D- Daniel actually thought I think that guy was actually like that. He wasn't there was actually a real soup nazi in New York. i heard that was like I a, it was like a. I, I never went i used to when i was in radio i used to pass by that but the mm-hmm. lines were like 30 people long were they? i mean it was I'm huge kidding. the guy had like seven or eight kinds of like gourmet i mean gourmet soup bill where you know a soup was like a meal it was so thick
2: Mm-hmm. and they
0: were kind of expensive too you know it'd be 10 12 bucks for a soup right. but mm-hmm. this guy would get lines of people and the idea was that because the, the lines were so long he would like you to know what you wanted when you got up there He didn't want you to look at right. the menu and but he would never be like get off my line no soup right, But, you know, right, so um, Larry David made that part up but there right, was an actual course. soup Nazi and that's a uh, place where Larry David used to get his soup he oh no he kidding wrote about the guy yeah He wrote about the guy it was really. I- popular soups and it was very very popular well
2: he you know, was he was he was a that was a popular aspect of seinfeld for a while the soup nazi that was that was fun yeah i mean I enjoyed watching that little <laughs> skit.
0: absolutely no, no soup for you very fun, bill thanks for calling
2: Yeah same here, Mike. All all right, thank
0: we'll, you right, talk to you soon all right i think that's going to wrap up the show on soup for you no soup for you but you know what there is show for you there's four more show <laughs> For you, four more shows for you this week. The name of the show is A Less Be Heard. It airs weekdays, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern time. So I'll see you right back here tomorrow night. But until then, this is Mike Cachopoli reminding you that influence counts. Use it.